There was only one game yesterday, and that was the Blazers and the Nuggets. The Nuggets lost 97 to 90, and I had the Nuggets winning this game. I did not expect Tory Tory Craig to get his nose broken. I didn't I did not see this coming. So I'm all I I will also say this. I didn't expect Jamal Murray to disappear on us scoring I want to say only 16 points. And Jokic, he didn't do too much of anything himself. So I was really shocked at I was really shocked that this game didn't go to the Nuggets. Um, I still haven't won in the series though. I do. I think it was kind of strange because the Stars had a bad game. Like even Damian Lillard, he they won, but they didn't really win because of him. He didn't do too much of anything. So I'm looking at the line score. Denver's problem was the second quarter. They had 12 points. Portland, okay, so here, here's the scoring by quarter for Portland. 28, 22, 28, 19. Here's the line score for Denver. 23, 12, 29, 26, and that got them to 90. You can't score 12 points in the second quarter. You need to have, you need to have some sort of momentum going into the, into the third. 12 points isn't going to cut it. So the Blazers, okay, so McCollum, McCollum, he was 8 for 20. He played 41 minutes, and he had 20 points. Damian Lillard had 14. Ennis Cantor, 15. Alfred Camino, 11. Maurice Harkless, 5. Rodney Hood, 15. Evan Turner, 4. Zach Collins, the guy who broke Torrey Craig's nose, 10. Seth Curry had 3. Jake Lehman, nothing. So field goal percentage, they shot 42%, which is which is okay. Uh 31% from three. That's got that number's gotta be up. They shot 80% from the stripe. 16 for 20, that number should be up. Let's see, total rebounds. 47, 18 assists, 10 turnovers. Yeah, so it was a it was a pretty decent game for the Blazers. I wouldn't say that they were anything that they were anything special, but certainly I didn't. I, I mean, Damian Lillard he shot five for seventeen. That's twenty nine percent. He shot one for seven from three. So here's so here's my thing. It's going to be kind of difficult because the Blazers are going to go back to Portland. These next for these next two games, and I can't see Lillard shooting shooting that badly again. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, everyone has bad games, and for him, I thought I think this was his. He he was just off. May have been the high elevation. That's that's what I'm guessing. But still, man. He he's not going to shoot that badly again. He was three for four from the strike. Four rebounds, four assists, fourteen points. Yeah, that's that's not going to cut it. 
CJ McCollum, you know, he showed up. 8 for 20, 40, so that's 40%. He shot 43% from 3, going 3 for 7. He shot 1 of 2 from the stripe. 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 turnovers. Yeah, so so McCollum showed up. Damian Lillard did not, but I believe he will show up when it comes time for the next game. Now, the Nuggets. You know, I don't I'm not really sure what was going on with the with the Nuggets. Nikola Jokic, he had 16, Gary Harris 12, Jamal Murray 15, Paul Millsap 14. Torrey Craig had seven, but that was because he broke his nose and left the game. Uh, Malik Beasley, he had 13. Monty Morris, three. Will Barton, four. Mason Plumlee, six. They got to do, they got to do better than that. Jamal Murray, it's, you know, it's really strange. He's, he's a, he's a player who, is, I don't want to say arrogant, but he can come off as cocky sometimes. There, are, I'll put it this way: there are there are times where he can be arrogant, but I believe for the most part, he's not. I think that may just be how he plays. I don't know, but he's a guy. We just don't know what you're going to get from him. I I I kind of like him. I know I don't think he's really like really liked in the league, especially by Lonzo Ball. And Lonzo, he just he's a disgrace. Lonzo is just a disgrace. But Jamal Murray, you got you got to score more than fifteen. He shot six for eighteen, went two for eight from three, had one free throw, seven rebounds. One assist, one turnover. He was a minus six. You got to do better than that. You just you just can't shoot that poorly. Gary Harris. He played. He played the most minutes. He played almost forty and a half minutes. Jokic thirty seven, Millsap thirty five. I mean Murray thirty five, Millsap thirty one. Torrey Craig had about 20 minutes. Malik Beasley, 27. Marty Morris, 19. Will Barton, 17. Mason Plumley 12. I don't know what... I don't know what the Nuggets are going to do to fix this. Because Portland... Portland can be kind of tough to play. A, a difficult place to play at. But I think they'll pull it out. I believe they'll win one game... I think I think here's what's going to happen. I think the Nuggets are going to win one of the games, and then the Blazers are going to win one of the other games. So it'll be two two, and then it'll be back in Denver. I think Denver wins, and I say it goes back to Portland, and I think Denver will take it in six. That's what I think will happen. Uh, there will be no. Uh, Clutch shots from Damian Lillard this time. So, I thought I thought this game. It kind of it kind of shocked me that 
that they lost, but you know, it'll it'll be okay. It doesn't change what I think is going to happen in the series. So there's only one game today, and that's Raptors and 76ers. And it's at it's at Philadelphia. It's at 5 p.m. And I have I don't know I don't know who I don't know who wins, but my gut is telling me the Sixers. That's what my gut is telling me. I think that I think that's going to change throughout the day, though. I think that's going to flip flop. But that's pretty much what's going on in the NBA. Um, I was I was watching first take yesterday, and they were kind of talking about, you know, the they were talking about the playoffs and all of that. But I don't think I don't think any of these series, you know, I don't think any of these series are going to go seven games now that, now that I think about it. Cause I was thinking about, I was thinking about the Rockets and Warriors. I don't see it happening. I don't think they're going to go seven games because Harden, Harden's uh, test results came back negative. Um, but I think his eye is still going to affect him because it just said that, you know, nothing was wrong with his cornea. But I still think he's going to have some discomfort because there's nothing, you know, there's nothing like your eye. It's, there's nothing you can really do about that. But that's, I, I'm just, I'm just not sure. I say maybe, maybe six games, possibly five. Uh, I, I hope not. I hope it's at least six games. If not seven. I would really, I'd really prefer it to be seven, but I don't think it's, I just don't think it's going to get that far. Um, cause Harden, the Rockets have shown that they can win without Harden, but here's my issue. I'm waiting when I watch, when I watch the Rockets play, I'm just waiting for Chris Paul's hamstring to pull. That's all I'm waiting for. I don't wait for any actual. I don't really wait for him to score or anything because I know he can't score. I'm just every time he jumps up or even every time he just moves on the court, I'm just waiting for him to grab that hamstring and head to the locker room. And I and I hate saying that, but it it's it's really come to a point where that's all I really wait for. Like to me it was like Derrick Rose. But not nearly as not nearly as dramatic because Derrick Rose had a bunch of different injuries. But with Chris Paul, you just know, I mean, he's able to diagnose himself. Like when you, when you can take yourself out of a game and you can already go into the correct procedures on correcting something, you be, you pretty much become your own doctor because you've experienced, um, that specific pain before. Um, you know exactly what happened. You know what to do about it to at least minimize the discomfort. So. That's kind of what I'm waiting for. Do I think he will? Yeah, I do. I don't I don't know if it's gonna be game three or game four, but I'm just I'm just waiting for it to happen. It's just it's just at that it's just at that point in his career. And I and I honestly believe that Chris Paul's career, he will he's gonna get into the Hall of Fame. 
That's for sure. Uh, I don't, I don't doubt that. I don't think, I don't think he'll get in the first year, but he will certainly get in because he's a, he's a respected veteran around the league. Um, yeah. So I think, I think he's going to get in based off, uh, based off kind of what he's done in his, uh, how he's, how he's viewed in the league. James Harden, will he get in the, will he get in the Hall of Fame? I think so. He's got a, he has an MVP. I think he'll get in. Um, he's never, I don't think he's ever going to win a championship. I think he's going to retire in Houston. I mean, he still, he still has a long way to go before that ever happens, but that's what I think is going to happen. He's, he's going to, he's going to retire. He's never going to win. He's never going to win a championship. Same with Chris Paul. Um, and I think, I think that'll be that. I think with the Warriors, uh, Kevin Durant is leaving. I was reading something about how there's potentially a book that's going to be released concerning him. I think it's, I think it's actually going to be his book. I think he, I think, well, I don't think he wrote it, but I think he, he probably had someone, you know, in his entourage write it for him. And then he kind of like dictated it kind of while being on the road and stuff like that. So it's probably just recordings of him speaking or his feelings and things like that. And I thought, I thought that was, I thought that's pretty interesting. I like, I like when players do different things. Um, but I really hope for his sake that he does not leave the Warriors. Just don't leave, man. Because you're at a place where you're at, you, you are at, you are at a place where you are years ahead of the league in terms of shooters. Um, let's see. You have great, you have pretty great teammates. It seems with Steph, Clay, um, Draymond. And Iguodala, you have, you know, you're going to have, you can get the most money there. You're going to get championships. You're for sure going to be in the conversation of championships in Golden State. I don't believe, I don't believe he's going to go to the Knicks. I just, I just don't see that happening. If he does, he'll regret it. And I believe he'll leave after a year because what happens at Madison Square Garden is the fans there are ruthless. They will cheer for you. They will love you while they're winning. But if you are losing and you are not leading them you know, to the playoffs and leading them through the playoffs, they will boo you. And I mean, they let you hear it. You're just, you're not going to escape. You're not, you're not going to escape how the fans feel. What, whatever they feel, they're, well, they're going to let you know it. And Kevin Durant is just one of those players where he's, he's sensitive when it comes to what people think of him. So, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Um, it's, it is strange for a superstar to feel like that. Um, I've never really seen anything like it, but you know, people are cut from different types of cloth. And he's, that's just one of his weaknesses. He really cares about what people think about him. And he wants, Kevin Durant wants all the praise 
but he does not want any of the criticism. He just, he just doesn't want it. He wants to be seen as the best player in the world. And then when he doesn't live up to that, uh, when he doesn't live up to that standard or play up to that standard, he doesn't want to hear, he doesn't want to hear where he fell short and why he fell short. He just wants people to know, oh, you know, I still am the best player in the world. I may have just had a bad game, but don't say why I had a bad game or don't talk about anything else. Just know that I am the best player in the world. And that's really all that matters. So he, so New York is not the place for him to go. Him and Kyrie don't do it. If, if they do, um, they're, they're, they're going to really regret it. They really are. It takes a special type of, it takes a special type of star to play there. I mean, you've got a bad owner in James Dolan. Uh, you have the fans. It's just, I just, I don't know. If I'm, if I'm him, I'm not doing it. There's no way I'm going to put myself in that kind of situation. But I'm not him. I'm not his agent. Uh, but if I were advising Kevin Durant, if, if I were in an elevator with him, my sim, I wouldn't ask for a picture. I wouldn't ask for an autograph. I would just be like, look, man, stay where you are. Seriously. You, I think, I think that's where you'll have the best chance of being considered the best player ever. When your career comes to an end, don't go to New York. Just, just stay put, man. Just stay put. That's, that's all you got to do. All right. So I was, I had the misfortune of watching. I was actually, I accidentally watched a little bit of Jimmy Kimmel. Last night, you know, late, late, late night hosts. I'm not really a big fan of them. I, I, I don't think they're funny, but then again, it's hard. They have a hard job because you have to be funny for five, four or five days out of seven in front of America. That's difficult. I mean, just, just think about it. You're on for a few hours. You're inter- you're interviewing different people and what they, what they do is a hard job. So to me, to me, it's very boring to watch. I think, I think the worst, the worst late night host is Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Fallon. He is just one of those guys. He, I, you know what? In all honesty, if, if I saw him walking my direction on the street, I would probably change directions or I would cross to the other side of the street. That's a guy that I hope I never, ever, ever meet. I, I just, I don't know. He fakes, he fakes laughter all the time, which I don't understand. I don't think you need to do that. You really don't. Just, just sit there and have a, con- if you sit there and actually have a good conversation, people will be interested. Like I look at, I look at, uh, Conan. I look at, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. I look at, uh, James Corden. And it's just like, you know, it's possible to just have a decent conversation and they do laugh, but there are also times where they can actually sit and have an actual conversation, which I think is perfectly fine. But Jimmy Fallon, he just, he laughs at everything. I could be telling a story about how I opened my hydro flask, drank it, and then closed it back up and he'd be dying at that story it's, where it's not even remotely funny. But you know, I, I kind of, kind of some slack, 
cut cut them some slack because they have a difficult job. Um, I think he's. I think it's hard because he just wants to be liked, and I think that's kind of your job as a late night host of just being seen as that guy that you know anyone would, would want to hang out with. I think that would pretty much be it. But you know, that's just me. But pretty much, uh, Amelia Clark was on Jimmy Kimmel last night, and she was, or she, she was on Jimmy Kimmel, and what happened was, she was talking about how she met Beyonce, and that Beyonce came up to her, and um, she pretty much. M- I guess got so starstruck, I guess you would describe it as, with meeting her and Beyonce got weirded out and eventually kind of like left her alone. And so, you know, I it made me wonder, I don't understand the the obsession that this society has with Beyonce. I don't, I don't understand it. Is like I don't understand why she's called Queen B. I don't see how she's a queen. Um, I'll give her this. Uh, she's pretty. Um, she has she has she has some iconic songs. Um, not not that they're actually good, but they're just iconic. Like so, here here are the name here are the okay. I'm gonna name off some songs at the top of my head that. Uh, that Beyonce has been in. Okay, all right. Beautiful liar with Shakira. Uh, Lemonade. Uh, Halo. Drunken love. Single ladies. Uh, countdown. Uh, naughty girl. And maybe let's see Lemonade. That's all I can really think of. And, you know, I was thinking about, you know, the song Single Ladies. And I I tell you this, the song really isn't that great. The only reason it's iconic is because of the choreography. Like, like, let me say this. If they had never made that music, if she had never made that music video, would Single Ladies be as popular as it as it is or as it was? It's still it's still kind of popular in my opinion, but I mean we'll be eighty and we'll still remember the choreography to that to that music video. So I don't I don't really think it's that great, but it's just it's just whatever. I think it's a I think it's a I think it's a B level song. Um, see, Drunken Love. I'm not really a fan of it, and then Jay Z's verse came in. And I was like, yeah, no. Uh, Beautiful Liar. The only reason I like that song is because of Shakira. Um, Lemonade, didn't care for. Halo, Halo's okay. Crazy in Love, it's okay. Uh, Countdown, it's whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see the obsession that we have with her. I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe one of you can explain it to me, but I, I don't, I don't see it. 
I don't see, I don't really see what's so special about, special about her. I mean, maybe, maybe I miss it and maybe someone can explain it to me. Um, but I, I have yet to understand why she's considered Queen B. Um, I mean, even, even her dancing, her dancing, her dancing is whatever. She was never really good at it. Um, but I'm not saying she was bad either, but she was, no, she was whatever. She, she was, she was whatever. She wasn't anything special. So I'm, I've kind of been trying to figure that out for a few years and I don't think I've ever gotten a good explanation. No, if I, if I get a good, if I get a good explanation, then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to her, but I just, I haven't seen it from her. I haven't seen any reason to put her on this like pedestal. Like she's just so amazing. Like if I were in an elevator with her, I don't even think I would acknowledge her. Not, not to diss her, but just like, I wouldn't care. I mean, there are so many other celebrities that I would rather, that I would rather meet before her. And you have to understand what celebrities, they're just people that you see and hear about more than others. But yeah, there are there are many many celebrities that I would rather meet than Beyonce. Like I wouldn't care. Uh, like if we if if for some reason we ever got stuck in an elevator, I would probably just I probably I would talk to her and I'd be like, oh, you know, how you doing? And then we would you know just sit there and wait. We would probably talk a little bit. I wouldn't want to talk to her about her music really, because I because I would assume that's what everyone would talk to her about and she's probably she probably hates talking about her own music in my opinion because I I mean I would like if I if I were if I made music I wouldn't listen to it because one I'm my biggest critic and two it's just kind of kind of weird to you know jam out to your own music I don't know but with her yeah, I don't I don't really I don't really care for her. She's she's okay. Nothing nothing too spectacular. But yeah, we'll see. And even when she was with uh Destiny's Child, that was whatever. It was it was okay. I mean, I like you know, I like Survivor, but that that was about it. And I actually learned this a few years ago. I want to say I was I want to say I was a sophomore in high school. But I learned that Lindsay Lohan at one time was offered a part in Destiny's Child. I thought that was pretty interesting and she turned it down because she said she didn't want to outshine the other women. Well, I mean, look how the tables have turned now. I mean, Lindsay Lohan is, you know, she's repulsive. Beyonce, she's so good looking. You know, so... You know, I used to, I really used to have a, a crush on Lindsay Lohan, but that, you know, things just went south. What happened for me with her, well, I, I guess I would say this. I started liking her, liking Lindsay Lohan when she did uh, Parent Trap. I've never seen Mean Girls, and I have no intention of ever seeing it because I don't think... I don't know. It just looks weird and it looks like a movie that I would just not 
want to sit through ever, like for any reason. I think the only reason I would ever watch Mean Girls is because she is because like my girlfriend or my wife. No, they she probably has to be my wife. But if my wife just decided to listen or if my wife just wanted to watch it and we had made a deal that if I watched it with her, then I could go, I don't know, go do something with the guys. I don't know. But it's not something that I would want to watch because it just, it just doesn't look interesting. It doesn't look funny. Uh, I don't know. And it's weird because I've seen, I've seen so many clips of it. It's like, it's like I've seen the entire movie, but you know, it's just not something that I would purposefully sit through. Like if someone, if I were sitting down and then it came on, I'd probably just get up and walk out. That would probably be what I do. So my next topic is, is pretty serious. It's actually, it's actually quite a jump, I must say. So in, uh, so India has a very high suicide rate compared to the rest of the world. And recently what happened is there were 19 students in India who committed suicide over a controversial, over controversial exam results. So let me let me read the article to you and then I'll I'll talk about it. All right. Nineteen students in India have taken their own lives in the last two weeks over test results. Uh, Nineteen students in India have taken their own lives in the last two weeks over intermediate examination results, officials said. Hundreds of parents have protested the marking and evaluation of test papers for twelfth graders Indian state of Telangana Telangana which they say has resulted in students being awarded incorrect marks and in many cases failing the exams. Most university admissions are based on the examination. Some students have said that they appeared for exams who were marked absent or that they were awarded zero marks in specific subjects that they completed. Parents have blamed both the State Board of Intermediate Education, which is responsible for the examinations and their evaluation, and the Telangana government. The board contracted the evaluation of mark sheets to an outside firm, Globarina, I hope I pronounced that right, which could not be reached for comment. It's all unfortunate. People should not resort to to such kind of extreme steps. Mistakes have happened at some level. That can be checked and rectified, said Jitender. A state, a senior state police official who goes only by his first name. Experts have criticized India's education system as a poor one in which students are are under heavy pressure not just to pass examinations but to exceed expectations at all costs. Thousands of Indian young people die by suicide every year, according to the National Crime Record Bureau. In 2015, they made up 6.7 percent of all suicides, totaling almost 9,000 deaths. Some experts, parents and officials blame the pressure to succeed in school. In 2015, photographs of family members 
scaling school buildings and clinging to window ledges to pass cheat sheets to 10th graders in the state of Bilhar went viral. The Telangana state government has repeatedly asked parents to file complaints with the education board if discrepancies are suspected in the exam results. In the event that a discrepancy is found, the results will be rectified, officials say. However, two or three suicides have been reported every day in Telangana since the announcement of the result on April 18th. Okay. We are definitely trying to create an awareness, but still, all these people are spread over a large area. Our appeal will have limited access, he said. Okay. So... I'm going to I'm going to say this. Um India is a country that I would never visit out of out of my own volition. India is one of those places where it's just India is just nasty. I'm just going to go out, I'm just going to go out and say it. Um the sanitation there is non-existent um, in the in the streets if you have to take a number two you are able to do that um, and you know just go on about your day like it's nothing and I I just I can't see why anyone who lives I can't see why anyone who does not have family in India would want to go to India even Taj Mahal, man. There's like trash in front of it. I I don't I don't understand it. And I know there are different parts of India. There's you know the city. There's the country. So there are different parts. But uh, there's a lot of people. It's very overpopulated. And um, in that in that society, they don't they don't really care for other people. And I say that. Because in India, they have this obsession with honking at people, and they honk for no reason. Um, or they just drive around people. And when you're in a society where they, where you just drive around people, and regardless of the streetlights, regardless of the situation around, you just go and do what you want to do in your car, and you try to get where you want to get or need to get, that shows that shows quite a bit of – that shows a big problem in, in your society. That's one of the great things about being in America. For the most part, for the most part, we aren't going to weave through traffic in a busy area and we're not going to really honk at people, especially when there's nothing, when there's nothing really, there, there's no place to really go. You know, we, we still, we abide by the laws. We heed the, we heed the lights for the most part. So this is this this article it's pretty sad uh in a way. I look at I look at this you know they're talking about how the parents are blaming the state the state board of intermediate education which is responsible for the examinations and their evaluations and the Telangana government. It is all unfortunate. People should not resort to such kind such kind of extreme steps. Mistakes have happened at some level that can be checked and rectified, said Jitender, a state, a senior state official, police official who goes only by his first name. You know, I was, it's, it's kind of interesting. 
so these tests, um, it sounds like it's, it seems like there's a history of these tests not being corrected or being corrected accurately. So I guess, I guess this is, this is not, this is not anything new, but I, I will say this. Suicide is probably the most selfish thing that anybody could ever do. I don't feel bad for the people who committed suicide. I feel bad for the families. Because the families, for the rest of their lives, will always have that that little part in their brain, at least a little part in their brain, to be like, man, what could I have done differently? What could I have said? What, what, could, I have, what, could, I, what could I have asked? Was I overbearing? Was I, what, what, what did I do wrong? And they'll never get that answer. They'll never get that answer. They're not, they're not anything. They're not, they are not responsible for what happened. And I say this and I know that sounds like, oh my gosh, that's, that's, you know, that's terrible. Like this guy, this guy is saying suicide is, you know, a good thing. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is when you, people who commit suicide, it's their fault. They're the ones who actually take their own life. They didn't get murdered. They weren't at the wrong place at the wrong time. No, these people decided even, even quote unquote, these stand, these high, high standards to exceed the standards in order to get into college are present. It's like, okay, well, that's not really it. That's, that's just something to point the finger at. You, it, it takes, it takes a lot to kill yourself because you have to think about, you have to think about this with suicide. I have a, if the, if there is something, if there's something wrong, I have to be like, okay, is this so bad that I'm willing to end my life? That that's what you that's what you have to be thinking, and you have to say, you have to say in in your mind, you would have to say yes, and then you would have to go and carry it out. And carrying it out, it's pretty difficult to do because then you're thinking you have things in perspective where it's like, oh, wait a minute, I don't. I don't, I don't really think that it's a good idea. And, and, and you, you begin to think it's like, well, wait a minute. My life really isn't that bad. I, I read that this one girl and she was one of the, she was one of the students. This woman set herself on fire after, fi- after finding out the, finding out the results. And so 1 million, about 1 million students took this test and 350,000 failed. So only 65% passed. And this was, this was, you know, you can't really go by these results because they were, they were miscounted and all of that. So for someone to have these, for someone to have these issues with with the educational system, it's understandable. I mean, you want you want your test graded accurately and fairly, and I mean, if I go and take a test, I want to be marked. I want to be marked present 
But if it said that I wasn't present and I, it caused me to fail the test, I'm not going to go out and kill myself. I'm just not going to do that. Because one, my first step would be like, okay, well, let me prove that I was there. Okay, that would be step one. And then step two, I would just wait for every, I would just wait for everything else to get, get handled. And just have, have the corrections, you know, be done again. Have the test looked over again. I'm not going to go out and kill myself. That's just, that's inexcusable and it is unacceptable. I mean, it's, it's so selfish because you, you, you do that and it's cowardly. You do that to other people. I take, if I take my life, my, my family would be devastated. They would, they would be wondering what, you know, what happened? What could we have done differently? Why, why did he do this? What, what could we have called him more? Could we have gone and checked, you know, checked up on him? And it'll, it'll always be like that for them. And eventually, eventually they develop a new normal and they, you know, they kind of live with it. But there's always that part in you where you just wonder like, dang, man, what, what did I do? And ultimately, I would, I would not say it's, it is their responsibility. It's not their fault. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that there are, that there are not causes or influences like abuse or things like that. But ultimately you have to decide to do it yourself because that, because that's what suicide is. Suicide is you taking your own life. So hopefully, hopefully these, these test corrections are made and hopefully, hopefully things get better. And I think, I think it's going to be a lot. I, I, I think it's, I think it's terribly sad. Hopefully, hopefully they get this right, man. I mean, just, I mean, people who study hard for those tests, you know, let them get their, whatever, whatever grade they actually got, you know, let them get that, you know, grade, grade accurately because, because it's important over there. It's very important. And they study hard, they work hard, they, they go all, they go all their lives trying, having this mindset of, okay, I got to do well on this test. So, you know, you know, grade it accurately, man. I mean, come on, come on. It cannot be that difficult. I mean, India, India is years, I mean, decades behind the rest of the developed world. There's, there's a lot of money to be made down there, but they are, they are decades behind. So that's, so hopefully, hopefully they get that together. I had a, I have a class and I have a class that I'm taking this semester and it's, it's comms 100A. And we were talking about, we were talking about this organization up here in Sacramento that's called Weave. And it's pretty interesting on how, on how they do things. 
and we were we were talking about because my professor is a volunteer for that uh, for that organization, and pretty much what it stands for. I want to say it's women and women empowered against violent environments. I think I have that right. Let me see. I think I think that's what it is. Women empowered against. Let me see. Hours of domestic violence. Um, let me see. Women empowered. I don't know. I can't. I can't find it right now. But anyway, we were talking about. We were talking about uh, sexual assault and all that. And this was this was a few days back, but pretty much we were talking about uh, women and how, or just victims, that they should automatically be believed. And I, I thought that was the probably one of the most asinine things I've heard since I've been here in college. So to just, so when it says believe, believe them to make them feel more comfortable and to not make them think that it's their fault. And also, also she said to not ask questions, which is, which is outlandish. That's, that's completely, that's completely ridiculous. I mean, look at it this way. You can't just look at the event because, because what happens is there's always, there's, there's a law called cause and effect, which means there's, there are causes and then they lead to something and, and then something happens. So there's an event plus, plus something else. And then, and that equals the the result. So it's so look at firefighters when they go and put out a fire. They don't just put the fire out and leave. They put the fire out and then they sift through the debris. Was it an oily rag? Was it a gas leak? Um, was it a cigarette butt? They look to see what happened. They don't. They don't just leave and it's completely, it's completely appropriate to be like, what happened? Where were you? What's his name? What's her name? What did this person look like? What were they wearing? You know, you're, you're trying to find out what happened. It's just that simple. It's not judging. We're just trying to figure out, okay, because, because let's be real. I think we, I think we all want to see see these people who are who are actually guilty of this we want to see them punished we want to see that i think i think we can all agree on that but to but to say that to say that you just have to believe them and not question them is utterly ridiculous how do you find anything out how how do you find out what how do you find out what what happened how can we get the person if we can't if we can't ask them anything about it? They shouldn't they shouldn't no one should just be believed. 
People lie. That that's a, that's a real thing, regardless of gender, regardless of age, regardless of background. People lie. It's it's something that we do. And it's and it's also hard because it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, what happened? Like what what are we going to do? And it's one of those things where it's like it's usually like he did this or she did this and it's like the defense is saying no I didn't. And there's usually no witnesses. So it's so it's already a pretty difficult situation. But it's it's completely outlandish and completely ridiculous to just believe to just believe them. Whoever make whoever makes a claim like that. And it's a, it's a serious claim. It's very serious. You know, it's not a, it's not a fib. It's not a it's not a it's not an actual it's not a white lie. You I mean you're accusing someone of do, of you know raping or of you know some form of sexual assault. That that's extremely important. You you can't it's it's not it's it's very serious. You can ruin people's lives, you can ruin people's careers. And it's it's absolutely terrible. So questions are completely are completely okay. And I mean if you're not if you're not willing to answer questions, hey man, I I don't I really don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Because because how are we going to get the information without asking questions? How how are we going to do that? Seriously, just just explain that to me. How how can we go and do something and figure out figure out what happened if I if I can't ask you if I can't ask you basic questions? Just asking what happened is is pretty appropriate because you are trying to figure what the situation is. You want to figure it out. You want to listen and he, you want to hear, you know, you want to hear their side. You want to know the person who did it. You want to know where the, you want to know where it took place so you can investigate and then see, you know, see the truth and then go about it accordingly. Well, that just, that just irritated me so much. I mean, it's just, Absolute. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Don't don't just believe it. And if you if you question if you if you ask questions, don't feel guilty. Because she because my professor was talking about how that's that's shaming the the victim, and that they're not victims; they're survivors. Okay, you can you can you can call these people whatever you want, but when. When we're trying to figure something out, we 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 have to ask questions. We got to know what happened. We can't just we can't just go off your word and just be like, okay, she she or he said this. Okay, book the book book the perpetrator. You can't you can't do that. I mean that's outrageous. I mean let's make it personal. If I, if I accused you 
of stealing. If I accused you of stealing a thousand dollars from me, the first question that you would ask is, do you have proof? That's a, that's a perfectly legitimate question. Do you have proof? And to, to say that that's not okay to ask is, you know, that's just, that's just not making any sense. Because if, if we want justice, if we want justice to be served, we have to ask questions. We have to ask the right questions. And it's all, it's all about speed and, you know, getting, you know, getting this person quickly and accurate and making sure we get the, we make sure we get the right person. If it indeed is true. So it's, it's completely, it's completely, it's completely acceptable. And this, this ridiculous idea of not, of not asking questions just to make the, just to make the person feel comfortable is ridiculous. Just ridiculous. It makes absolutely no sense to me. So I'm not, I'm, and, and listen, I'm not saying that rape is okay. No one is saying that. No one is saying that. But, or, or that sexual assault is okay. What I'm saying is we, you know, if something does happen, we got to, we got to figure out what happens and we have to figure it out accurately. That's all I'm saying. And part of, and part of figuring it out accurately is asking questions. I think, I think that's, that's, that's completely reasonable. It's completely reasonable. And it's not asking, it's not asking a lot. It's just simple due process people. It's just due process. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will see you on tomorrow. Have a great day.